Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The first place that Mac Petrillo is stopping today on the way home from work is Brewers Outlet. No doubt. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Best selection of beer anywhere. Imports domestics microbrews. Right. He's going to buy it all. And then, what the heck, he likes wine coolers too. He's going to buy a bunch of those too. Water, soft drinks, snacks. Those are peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. You want to make sure you're fully stocked for a Sunday that includes Penn State and Indiana at noon. And then Matt McGloin and the New York Guardians against St. Louis. Now, I, Matt and I did text back and forth several times today. He's doing fine. <laughs> Is he going to start? I didn't ask him that. Okay. That's the um, million-dollar question. Well, sure you are. Well, at least I'll give you... I'm not going to get into what... I'll just get into... Let me see here. What we text back and forth. Let's see... A um, couple comments about the suit. I don't think we're going to go there. Um, he says, "He says, Steve, I'm all good. All right, then there's more here. we got to win this week. And then he wanted to know how I was doing. Then we went back and forth about several different things. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, was he wrong? <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, you know, I watched some of that. I'm not so sure he was really all that wrong, <laughs> but that's you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to the New York Guardians playbook. Um, in fact, I would be probably eligible to line the XFL field. All right, <laughs> let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. A little Flyers hookie. Neckney right wing pass. Hayes in looking at the net. Kevin Hayes shoots. He scores. The overtime winner by Kevin Hayes, his second of the year, and the Flyers beat the Blue Jackets in overtime, four to three. Tim Saunders with the call on the Flyers radio network as they beat Columbus last night, winning at four three. All right. Always told everybody, okay, if you don't like Joe Lenardi, you just flat out don't like people. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet, and boy, does he do a great job on bracketology. My old friend, good friend, Joe Lenardi. Joe, it's great to have you with us. Steve, happy Friday. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is a beautiful thing. And two weeks to go in the regular season, slightly more than three weeks to Selection Sunday. And you know how it works around here. Um if Michigan State's on a on an eight game winning streak, their fan base is buying tickets to Atlanta. Some members, not many, but some members of the Penn State fan base on an eight-game winning streak are waiting for that loss, and when it happens, they think they're going to Dayton. Uh, so, so, so on this particular day, on this day, in this snapshot, Joe, and you do snapshots, where's Penn State in your snapshot? 
certainly not in Dayton. <laughs> Flying over it, probably. And I can guarantee that you're not going to Dayton <laughs> unless it's voluntarily. Yes. Uh, I, I, I know that. Uh, heck, I'm not sure if even losing all your games would put you in Dayton. Right, I know that, yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really given that scenario a lot of thought. No, but I, it's, it's an easy or, joke. Or any scenario like that. Right. But I, I do understand how, you know, the sky might feel like it's falling now. But what I would say is if four or five or six weeks ago someone had said, you're going to win eight of your next nine, including four straight Big Ten road games, yeah. which no one does. Right. I think we're signing up for that. Right, exactly right. Uh, so what do you think you have them right now? I know the initial NCAA snapshot had them out of the uh, top four in each region. At this moment, would you have Penn State maybe on the four line? I do. And, and I know, uh, you know, from my spies, that Penn State was number 17 in that discussion that day okay. or that week, whenever it was. Uh, so they were knocking on the door, and a lot of people thought, you know, you know, they would get that spot. Ironically, it was Michigan State that was 16th at that time. But as as we all know, uh, putting your snapshot out there is a really, really easy way to look dumb really fast. <laughs> yeah, and we and, and you're right. in, in, in in fact, if memory serves, the game in which they did that reveal. Michigan State was losing at that halftime to Michigan and, in fact, went on to lose, as did three other teams from their 16 that day and another one on Sunday of that weekend. So they batted like 11 for 16, uh, which is great in baseball, not great in bracketology. No, it is not. Uh, uh, but Penn, to answer your question specifically, I did slide Penn State. They briefly were, were living on my three lines. Yep. Uh, uh, that lasted a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, you know, whether they end up a three, a four, even a five or a six, uh, y- you know, you're going to presumably be, if all goes well, in a second-round game with a 50-50 shot at this week 16. Right, exactly. That's really pretty good for, you know, 330 of the programs in the United States. Exactly. And not only that, but I think you and I both know, Joe, I mean, just on experience, that, look, most of these NCAA tournament games, especially when you get to the second round, I mean, even the first round, they're, like so close at the final media timeout, sometimes it, you know, that's that's when you want your star to be your star because most of these games are at the final media timeout being close. Yes, and people always ask me, you know, well, there's this misconception, I suppose, that bracketology is the art of picking the winners of the games. No. And, of course, it, it is not. You know, I still have relatives <laughs> Who, who thinks that, and, and that's okay. Like, they don't live in this world, or hopefully even in my own house. I mean, if I was as good at that as we are at the other, you know, no offense, I don't think I'd be spending Friday afternoon on the uh, Steve Jones radio. 
Yes. Uh, but what and but what a treat that is. Yeah, well, it's a resume. Uh, it's a resume builder, Joe. You know that. No, no question. <laughs> but but you know, I always say to myself when I'm, you know, for amusement only, circling my own picks. Yeah. Right. All right. When you get to those inevitable games, and there's probably forty of them. Yep. Right. Where you think, all right, well, this is going to be. 68-66 at the under four. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, in, in my own mind, what I almost always do in that situation is I pick the team that has the best player in that game. Right. Because I think that means they have the best chance to win. And I think in pretty much every one of those second-round scenarios, and certainly in the first round, you're going to have the best player in the game. Yep. And, you know, what does that guarantee? Nothing. Maybe he's fouled out by that. Right. Right? But you would, all I'm saying is you would rather have the best player in the game than not have the best player in the game. You got that right. And uh, when it comes to, uh, here's the other part about bracketology. It is... You put it out there, Joe, but you're trying to think with the committee. This is not Joe Lenardi's opinion. This is what I think the top 68 should be. You're trying to think with the committee. So what are the factors that you're trying to build in that allow you to at least get yourself into the right neighborhood with each team? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, A couple examples, and one of them pertains to, to Penn State. I think on February 8th or whatever day it was they did the reveal, it was around then. Right. I had Penn State as a four. Right. Like, in my opinion, right, I didn't think that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we were talking really small distinctions between 16 and 17 or 15 and 16, whatever the case may be. It just so happened that that was a 16-team list, so being 17 was kind of a big deal in the moment. Sure. Right? But but I thought that if, you know, trying to put my head in that room, that because at that point, Penn State was still probably more unproven, certainly more unproven than they are a month later or right. sure. however long it's been, two weeks later. Right. You know, the winning streak was just starting then. Uh, I, I thought they'd take Michigan State. I also had, heading into the reveal, uh, among the top teams, I had San Diego State ahead of Gonzaga. Yeah. And they flipped it. Mm. That's not what I would do if I were in charge. Right. But, you know, this is a 68-question exam, and they gave us the first 16 answers. Right. So if you and I were sitting in the back of social studies in high school and they gave us the first 16 answers to the test, we'd probably write them down and put them in our pocket. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's because that's how you and I operate. Uh, well, no, that's how any human anybody, being would operate. Exactly right. And that's where we fit. Uh, Joe, top, the top four have, been, uh, have remained the same. Obviously, Baylor's playing Kansas. Uh, there's no result that's going to change that this weekend bet- between the two. What is se- what, what? It shouldn't. What is what is sep- you know, separation does happen. So what does separate th- those four from the from numbers five through eight? Yeah, I would say actually, 
um, five, six, and seven in whatever order you want them. I currently have it Maryland, Duke, Dayton. Mm-hmm. But you can make any argument for or against the three of those teams. Right. I think they're closer to three and four than three and four are to one and two. Right. And because of that, you know, I joked around the network last night, you know, I don't know why we're hyping this game so much. They don't even really have to play. That's right. Uh, You're right. Uh, which is a really good way to get, you know, your contract renewed, I think. But, Absolutely. Uh, but, but, but seriously, yeah. if, if there really is something to this game, I guess it's the third or fourth year now where the number one overall seed actually gets to pick where they want to go. That's right. Uh, and and here's where that could be a thing. Obviously, Baylor wants to be in the South and play in Houston in the in the regionals, right? right? That's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether they want to play in Omaha or St. Louis in, in the first weekend, because they're both about like within ten miles of each other for distance, I have no idea what they'll pick, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if Kansas should slip past them for number one overall, and they're choosing their second weekend, Midwest Indy or Houston, St. Louis, Houston's a little bit further. Right. But if I'm Kansas and I'm if, if I were advising them, I would pick the South because I think it's more likely to be an easier road. Number one, it'll force Baylor out. Right. And and I think that Indy's proximity with Kentucky and Louisville is almost certain to make those teams there. Right. Yeah. And that that's and a possibly big part. Butler. Yeah. So why mess with that? Right. Over you know, two hundred miles or whatever the issue is. So it'll be you know, that's we've not kinda had this chess game in the past. Um but in my warped way of the world, that's what tomorrow is about. Uh, Joe, uh, a lot of people have been speculating how many will the Big Ten get. And, of course, I've heard astronomical numbers like 12. I realistically always felt nine and maybe a tenth could squeeze in. How do you look at the Big Ten, at least on this particular day, as to how many you could get? Yeah, I remember, I guess, in early January, I always like an over and under on the number of teams from a league and then I set an over under and then I try and bet the side always you know in print not actual wagering and I set the Big Ten over and under January 1 at nine and a half and I bet the over Mm -hmm. Uh, because at that time it was showing as many as 12 and I knew full well that that couldn't really sustain itself because all those teams in the in the in the you know third quadrant of the league, like they had to lose games, yeah, because <laughs> right. they weren't in the first two quadrants of the league, and and that that has happened, and and you know Minnesota has pretty much played its way all the way out. Right. Purdue is still hanging around. Indiana's on the good side after its win at Minnesota. That was kind of an elimination game if you will, to stay in consideration. 
but but I do think one of Indiana or Purdue will make it. I think things are going to get dicey in Piscataway. Yeah. Uh, and I've thought that for a while. Losing at home to Michigan, A, confirmed that, and B, did not surprise me. I think Michigan, when whole, is what we saw in the Bahamas. Yeah, that beat Gonzaga. Yep. Right, right. And, you know, we thought it was a big deal that they also thumped North Carolina. Yeah. Um, of course, Anthony was playing at that time for UNC. But, but at the end of the day, uh, nine minimally, and I still think at least one of, or may, may, maybe more realistically, two out of three among Rutgers, uh, Indiana, and Purdue will make it. Uh, and, and the other eight are all going. I don't know who the eighth one is at this point. Maybe Illinois, uh, even with their win at your place the other night. Right. Uh, you always get the question about the bubble, last four in, first four in. Um, and so at this particular time, I will ask you, in that last four in, first four in, I mean, who's really playing, in your opinion, for their tournament lives coming up uh, in the next uh, three, four days? Yeah, North Carolina State, uh, great example. You know, the big win at home against Duke. Yep. Uh, so they're now number team 68. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is they're team number 68. I was, going, I was about to say that. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and then they have Florida State coming in tomorrow. So, you know, they're as good as their last at-bat. Yep. Um, uh, Purdue has Michigan tomorrow, their team number 69. Uh, that's the bad news. Mm-hmm. The good news is they play Michigan tomorrow. Right. Uh, so so we're going to see a lot more movement uh, over the next couple, three weeks. Um, and And let's be honest, we all just – you don't have to tell me, Stephen, I'm so happy for you guys because it's just so much more fun – when you're in the hunt. Yeah, no question. And I'm 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 glad. I'm yeah. glad to see it. Appreciate that. By the way, great win over Davidson the other night uh for St. Joe's. Um That was fun. Yeah. No, that 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 that's a great win because we, you uh, not had a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> well, if, um, if, let's face it. We just we just saw Phil Martelli, you know, obviously a few yes. weeks ago at Michigan, so you know. Uh Joe, always a pleasure. Please, hey, I got one for you. Oh, give me one. I got one. one for you. Oh, give me one. So, did, did I hear correctly that the what, what is the uh, spot uh, the sponsor of your hotline? Uh, Penn State Golf Courses Hotline. Really? Yeah. I can't believe no one's invited me to the Penn State Golf Course. Uh, sir, you have, as you know, <laughs> an open invitation to be here. In fact, we got a coaches versus cancer golf tournament it's at, at that, in the last weekend of May, and I'm going to give them your name so you can come in and be a celeb. Yes. Yes. I'm all over it. Yes. Believe me. Hey, I'll do that. In fact, I'll do that today and give them your name and number. I want to play with you. Well, come on in. We'll have a good time. All right, do it. Make it happen. Oh, it will happen. I guarantee that it will happen. Hey, All right, good deal. Hey, hey, by the way, tell Matt Martucci I said hi. He's one of the really he says the same awesome guy. Awesome he says guy. The same. Joe, thanks so much. When do they put you, you in bet. the? When do they put you in the bunker full time? 
noon tomorrow. Noon tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Joe, thank you. you See ya. <laughs> the great Joe Lenardi. I hope you enjoyed that. I know Joe and I had a good time. Um, it's terrific. Uh, one quick note um, I want to pass along. Sue Light has a GoFundMe page. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WCAP. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice cold 12 packs and dozens of 24 ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So, whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage all right king coming up in the next half hour hope you enjoyed joe lenardi he's going to take center stage the next three weeks on espn and joe every year is always gracious with us well look we've known each other for a long time and he and dick girardi are very close um but we've had him on in the past but what's really fun about this conversation is that for the first time since we've had him on the show, we got to talk about Penn State. That part was really cool. Sundays at noon, 11.30, the airtime. You could bypass my comment, by the way, uh, on the Suit Light GoFundMe page. Would appreciate that. I mean, do we really want to encourage that? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, even though Buner prefers garlic. Indeed, second to none. All of Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. Our thanks to Joe Lenardi, who joined us on Bracketology in the previous half hour. Right now he has Penn State as a four seed, going to Sacramento and playing in the Midwest Regional. That's where he has them right now. That's just today's snapshot. With that, we bring in the Prince of Snapshots, the King. What up? How are you? I had him number three, three seed. So, of course, I'm not well, good. I had, good you guys. Well, well, no, I'm just telling you where he has him. I'm just saying I, I like yours better. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought three well, seed, too. Yesterday. That they, actually, and that, actually, even after the loss at uh, Illinois. Joe, Joe had them as a three and then moved them to the four line today. It didn't look. Just go to Indiana, keep winning. I think that's good for the fans. I think that's awesome for the fans to hear a segment like that 
and to have him on the show doing it, which is even better. Uh, but at the same time, for the team, for me, we just sit I think there and I just kind more. of I think go about our business. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, this year, it doesn't matter if you lose a game here or there. Because everybody is, you know. Duke gets blown out, so yep. that's not going to hurt do. them that bad. So, no. it, you know, it's it's a really, really good college basketball year. A lot of, you know, even teams that aren't ranked are really good. I mean, the, the, like you guys were right last week. The Big Ten could put ten teams in the tournament. That's, that's a tough schedule if you're playing that. So. Yeah, well, it makes it tougher is this. And, and Pat Chambers and I were talking about this privately last night. We didn't talk about this on the air. But in the past, the Big Ten had been playing 18 conference games. Well, Penn State would only have three more Big Ten games remaining at this point. Instead, they got five. Wow. I mean, they already played 15 conference games. Too, right? Oh, yeah, plus the tournament. I mean, Penn State's already oh. played 15 conference games. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, what a grind. Yeah, that's tough because every game's a war. So I mean, no offense, I wouldn't mind seeing. I w- putting ten teams in, they're all jockeying for position. Oh, you know? I mean, believe me, it wouldn't hurt my feelings right now if they saw Loyola. <laughs> 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 just, just for the break. <laughs> but that's not how it goes. You go to Indiana, so you just keep you on have going. A general idea of what? Uh, oh, how do you say it? I don't have the terminology right. Uh, will you be in the West, East? Joe uh, Lonardi has us right now in the Midwest. Where would that be? Uh, eventually, you would get to Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, before the Illinois game, they had him in the East, which would have been Madison Square Garden. You know, so, I mean, there's still there's still two weeks of regular season ball, 23 days before Selection Sunday. So yeah, a lot's going to change. Yeah. As back in January, Dick Girardi on the broadcast was running down. He says, "Here are the opening round sites, and you get Albany, Tampa, Sacramento, Spokane." He mentions the others. And he says, what do you think? And I said, I've done this job for 38 years. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have I don't have any preference at all. I got your shot. I was thinking of that the other day. 40 freaking years. <laughs> You've been the one. Yeah, I know. One dance. <laughs> oh, well, no, this no. Is this year, be, this no be, matter no, what, no, you're going. There's no doubt no, about this that. Be, yeah, th- yeah, but this would be, so. yeah, be my fifth. They made the tournament five times. This will be this will be the fifth. Uh, I went in '91. They beat UCLA in the first round, lost to Eastern Michigan in the second round. They went to Providence in '96. That was up in Syracuse. They went to Providence in '96 in the opening round as a five seed, and they lost to Arkansas. Really? In 2001. Oh, I was in they a went bad to, marriage. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2000, 2001 went to New Orleans in the Superdome and beat Providence in the opening round, beat North Carolina in the second round, and then the Sweet 16 lost to Temple in the Georgia Dome. And then in 2011 went to Tucson. They lost the opening round and the last shot of the game to Temple. 
Oh, so they've had some pretty good success. Not too bad. Yeah, there's been there's been some. I've lived all of it. <laughs> well, the Christmas years were great. So yeah, and then yeah. you got a couple of NIT championships in there. So that's good. Yes, in nine so, and eighteen. Not, not, yeah, good. So somebody oh, was boy, baseball's so really really hitting a skid, huh? Yeah, um, I love baseball. But yeah. I don't love how it's run, uh, and I'm talking about the major league level. I don't love how it's run, and it's like. Eh. I'm starting to lean towards they should have taken their championship away because this yeah. is going to be a mess. And yeah, you can't be throwing at players. I, I I know the old baseball lore, but you can't. I mean, everyone keeps saying, "Well, everyone's going to throw at the Houston players." Well. Their pitchers are going to turn around and throw at your players. It's going to be a war. They're not just going to stand there and let them hit you, you know? Right. That's, yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. Um, boy, taking away championships also becomes a slippery slope. Oh, for sure. That's why he didn't do it. But I'm just saying, now people are saying, you know, hey, they didn't, the ones who actually did it, and and the multitude of it, I mean, everybody knew last year that they did it. Everyone's blaming this one guy, what, Fry? Mike Fires. Not blaming, but calling him the whistleblower, but all the players knew. They knew. I heard today that Cora called... uh, the Nationals and told them all about it before the World Series, so the Nationals were ready for it. Well, a lot of people knew. It's I, it's an absolute, to me, an absolute travesty and a mess. Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. it, it, you've, you've made a lot of things that looked really, really bad, like steroids and Pete Rose and all this, made that look so small compared to this because they were knowingly cheating every day. Right. And a lot of people knew about it and didn't say a word. Well, Oakland Oakland did. They turned them in, and the yeah, problem was... Yeah, and that Manford didn't do anything. And, well, you got to be able to prove it. That's the that's the problem. And yeah. that and what really opened the door to the allowing them to prove it was when Fires came forward as a former player who was on that team Right, and then said, "This is how they did." It. Well, now you're on the path to proving it, and then then they were able to get video evidence, and they were then were able to get sound evidence. In other words, let's just get the background noise, and you can hear the trash cans in the background. <laughs> Remember the Cleveland Indians? <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, the 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 the. the, the, the the two groundskeepers over there banging the shovels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys stink. You know, it's it's like LeBron James said. You know, I don't always like to listen to LeBron, but he is a very smart guy. He, he said, I play sports, you know, and it's just when it's an uneven playing field, it's just not right. You can't, uh, I don't know. It's unfortunate that that's what, Baseball has to talk about before the season. So, well, they put themselves in that feel. I, I take up take a lot of what you said last week about the player that's trying to make it and um, players that 
you know, maybe would have won the MVP instead of Altuve got it. You know, things like that. That you're just like, man, it's a little bit bigger than you even imagine it is because of what they did. And I, right. how do you how do you ride on a float in a parade and celebrate knowing you cheated? You know, and they know I, they I cheated. Don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. It's really sad. <laughs> If they would, if they would put more energy into playing mm-hmm. and less energy into thinking about how to go about <laughs> doing this, then <laughs> you'd I'm say to yourself, "Okay, nobody talks sooner." So, uh, nobody talks sooner. Well, you know what? Uh, but here's okay. Here's why nobody talks sooner. Because when championships happen. They don't usually break the team up right away. Look yeah. at the Red Sox. How many few players moved on from the Red Sox? Yeah. And the same thing with Houston. There weren't that many players that were moved around on that team. And over time, finally, some people did. And then when they finally went there, and then, like, for example, Fires went to Oakland. They're saying, like, hey, we think they chewed their brains out. And he says, hey, you're darn right we did. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so th- we that's... wouldn't have won if we didn't. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, th- you, you want to know how that happens? That's how it happens. Uh, you know. All right, we got to take a break and then picks in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. Tomorrow's the 40th anniversary, by the way, of the Miracle on Ice, where the United States beat the Soviet Union, a.k.a. the Big Red Menace. 4-3 uh, in the greatest upset in the history of sports. Uh, tomorrow's the 40th anniversary. We mentioned to the suit the Miracle on Ice, and he said, yeah, I guess he slipped the other day and he didn't fall. I mean, there's different miracles. All right, um... I was at Marietta College in Ohio in the cafeteria and saw, saw the end of the game. I One was of those, where were you when you know? Mm-hmm. I was um, working up in the radio station in Sparks Building on campus, WDFM, mm-hmm. and I was doing the sports at five, five thirty, and six. Well, the game actually began at five o'clock. Remember, everybody saw it. It was in at eight the morning, o'clock. It was on, right? No, five. No, five in the afternoon, because it was okay. up in Lake Placid, New York, and yeah. so it was five in the afternoon. And because this is back in the days when TV didn't rule everything, the Olympics said this is when you're playing, and so it was taped late at eight. So we had, you know, there's no internet. It doesn't exist back then. You have three channels plus PBS, maybe an independence of five channels. That's it. And we had the AP wire machine. So I did know when I left the station that it was 2-2 at the end of one period. That I did know because I had the I had the wire. But then I left and said so I picked up Kathy, and then we went to a restaurant downtown to watch the game at 8 o'clock, and I knew it was 2-2 at the end of one. Well, I didn't know the rest of it, and it was a blast. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was an absolute was blast. Yeah. yeah, why was... would I say morning? I, we watched the whole bunch of us. They had it on a, on TV in the cafeteria. Yeah. That was cool. It was the great. It's like it's the greatest upside ever. It's never going to happen again. You're not going to have college kids beating pros. All no, that's gone now. Al Michaels, one of my idols, with the call there. Well, but you know what? Al Michaels, and I've, I've seen him talk about this. Al Michaels was free to make the call, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Why? Because he wasn't broadcasting Kansas City against San Francisco. He was broadcasting the United States no question. against the Soviet Union. So since he was broadcasting to the home country, he could be the home team announcer. What a lot of people forget, I'm sure you guys know, that was not the championship game. That was not the gold oh. medal game. No, that's why actually a lot of people do know that, that they beat Finland four to two on yeah. Sunday, and they were actually down two to one going to the third period. Yeah, <laughs> no, I guess a lot of people Brooks, don't talk I think about a... that. They think that's when they won the gold medal. You right. know, it's not. So, well, her, her there Brooks was a whole says, lot of hockey to play after that. So, her Brooks at the end of the second period, like his last pep talk before they went out, said, "You lose this game, you'll take it to your grave." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's pick some games. Okay, one of the premier games of the weekend: number three Kansas, number one Baylor in the Big Twelve. Let's start with KJ. Kansas. They're starting to shoot the ball, and they play great defense. Kansas upsets Baylor. Steve? Uh, the game is in one of the darkest, dankest arenas I've ever done Wait, games oh. in in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Feral center. Like, oh, my goodness, look at the dust in here. I'm going to go with Baylor at home. I am taking Baylor at home as well. I, like the, I still like the way they're playing defense, so I'll, I'll take them at home. Next one. Eighth-ranked Florida State at NC State coming off the big win against Duke. Steve, did they make it two in a row? Florida State wins it. I think it's too much to cobble together enough emotion to play two in a row like that. I agree. I Florida State for the exact same reason. Kev? NC State, I think they do it again. All right. J.J., going with my man J.J. Like James John James Johnson's a good get friend of mine. out this week. <laughs> no, James Johnson is, is the assistant coach for NC State's good friend of mine. So I, I, I know I picked Florida State, but I root for J.J. All right, Pac-12, number 14, Oregon at number 24, Arizona. I've got Oregon, Steve. Boy, I did not like how Oregon looked last night. I'm going to say Arizona at home. All right. And KJ. I got Oregon. Love the Ducks. All right. Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, baby. He's gonna, he'll be on well, my like wooden award ballot somewhere. Though. Well, he'll be on my Peyton. Uh, Peyton Pritchard will be on my wooden award ballot somewhere. He'll be among the 10 guys I put down. All right, next one. Number 21, Butler at Creighton. Number 15, Creighton. Creighton, because I don't like how Butler's playing lately, and Creighton's playing really well. Yeah, I agree. I, but Butler's heading downhill for me. I think if they lose this, they're definitely out of the top 25. Kevin, who do you got? Well, after what you guys just said, Creighton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Clean sweep there going with Creighton. Uh, back to the Big Ten. Number seven, Maryland at number 25, Ohio State. Kevin. Maryland. I got Maryland, too. 
Well, I need Ohio State to win, but I'm picking Maryland. <laughs> Same. Because uh, obviously Maryland's the team in front of, of Penn State. So, yeah, we yeah. like to see that happen. But Ohio State's too inconsistent. They're playing better, but they're too inconsistent right now. Well, I mean, it, it, they have DJ Carden, of course, is sitting out now because he revealed uh, he, he's struggling mentally right now. Uh, and so my heart goes out to him. But in terms of the basketball part, you know, it's hard to lose a guy of that kind of talent and win consistently. Right. No question there. Hearts got to him, too. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough situation that they're, they're yes, dealing it is. with there. Yes, yeah. it is. Because, I mean, look, we've, we've seen that and lived all, that all of us have with Mike Watkins. And Mike's having a phenomenal year. Mike's playing really well, and I'm so thrilled for him. Yeah, definitely. Right, It's right at home, too. Um, all right, last one. ACC, Louisville, number 11, at Florida State, number 8. Kevin. I think Florida State rebounds from the NC State upset. <laughs> there you go. I had a it feeling it That's good. That's good. Well played. Well, Steve, Louisville burned this last time. But you know what? For whatever reason, I'm still picking them because I got Florida State. I don't think, I don't think they're going to win two games in a row. I think they win. They split this. I think I, th- I got them be at NC State. I think they lose at home to Louisville. I got Floss State. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to for that State. one. Yeah, I'm going with Florida State. Uh, Florida State's really good, this by the way. <laughs> so, Steve, you're leading the up. way now at 15-4. and four. Kevin is by himself in second place at 13-6. and six. I am in the basement right now at 12-7. and seven. You won't be for long. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'm not look, as good with college basketball for whatever reason. Like, I'm better with football. Like the, let's be oh, honest. You're doing fine. I mean, you're, this, you're doing this fine. Right, but you oh. can't sit there and keep picking the Pro Bowl every week because only <laughs> it's only played once a year. <laughs> oh well. Our thanks to Let's Joe Lenardi. Yes, you too, Kev. Our thanks to Joe Lenardi for being on the show today. Jim Kaiser, the King. 